Kelly Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you three times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Joppers and Dealers. But first tell me, have you had pancakes for breakfast lately? Well, if you have, you've noticed how slowly the syrup poured out of the pitcher if it stood in a cold cupboard all night. Well, I'll bet it was slower than molasses in January, wasn't it? Now, why'd I ask you that? Well, here's the reason. Some kinds of motor oil that Dad might put into your family car thicken just like pancake syrup when it gets cold. An oil like that gets too thick to flow freely. And so, instead of rushing into every part of your motor the instant the starter turns, it creeps along slower than molasses in January. The result is, your car is hard to start. It wheezes and groans and turns slowly instead of starting with a snap. And even more serious, it starts practically dry. That slow molasses-like oil doesn't move quickly up into the motor to protect it against starting wear. So you'll likely have worn pistons and bearings and a big repair bill to pay. Well, fortunately, there's a very easy way to prevent motor wear due to such dry starts. Just do this. Change to Skelly Tagoline Winter Oil for your car at once. Skelly Tagoline Winter Oil is especially made to be amazingly free-flowing, even at the coldest winter temperatures. It's guaranteed to lubricate your car perfectly or your money back. And what's more, it lasts a long time in your motor, doesn't break down easily, runs for miles and miles and miles. Skelly Tagoline saves you extra quarts and extra quarters. Now, you fellas and girls who are listening, tell Dad just what I've told you about Skelly Tagoline Winter Oil. He'll be glad you did, and he'll be glad to know that you know so much about driving a car. And now to Captain Midnight. The famous pilot and his friends are very much concerned over the strange disappearance of Chuck Ramsey. We know that Chuck, accompanied by the young student pilot, Frank Crane, landed at an isolated field to investigate a suspicious plane, entered it, and then found they had walked straight into the arms of Ivan Shark. The master criminal had repainted his huge bimotor transport and had stopped at a remote field used by border smugglers to refuel. Our scene today opens in the rear compartment of Ivan Shark's plane, where Chuck and Frank Crane are imprisoned. Listen as Frank explains. It is a crash here in the center of the floor, Chuck. I can see down through it. Here, let me see. Here you are. Chuck has throttled his engine. Yeah, I hear. We're going down to land. We can't be up very high. See those treetops? Yes, we'll be on top of them in a few seconds. There must be a field ahead. This fellow Shark certainly wouldn't crash the ship, would he? Oh, I should say not. This plane represents his only means of escape. Oh, look, look. We've passed the trees. I can see the ground below. Yes, we'll be on it in a few seconds. Hey, tell me, Chuck. What do you think they're going to do with that blue wing plane? The one you were flying. Ah, you've got me there, Frank. But I do know this. Chuck wanted to get it away from that other field so it wouldn't be seen. Hey, I'll bet I know. That fellow he called Gardo. He's Ivan Shark's chief pilot. Well, anyway, that fellow Gardo must be going to land the plane here and hide it in the trees. Hey, hey, I think we're coming down right now. I believe you've hit the nail on the head, Frank. That's just what he'll do. Hey, listen to that. Listen, we're on the ground. Oh, gosh. I wish there was some way we could figure to get out of here. Well, I don't know what it could be. Store leading to the cabin's probably the only way. Yes, Ivan Shark could make certain of that. Listen to that. 
He must be taxiing over the side of the field. I wish there was some way of looking through the side. I'm over here trying to find one. There's not the sign of a crack anywhere. These planes just aren't built with any. Oh, oh, Chuck, I just thought of something. What's that? If they hide this booing job over here, it's going to make it awful tough for anybody to trace us. That's probably why they're doing it, Frank. Say, we're turning. We must be on the side of the field. Yeah, I think we are. I wonder... Hey, hey, listen to that. It must be Gardo in the blue-winged plane. Say, see, someone must have gone out the cabin door. That, that must have been Ivan Sharp. He left the engine, this plane running. Hear him idling? Yes. Well, he doesn't intend to stay here very long. That's a cinch. Well, we don't hear that other ship anymore. I guess he didn't taxi up near us. No. Ivan Sharp probably went out to meet him. They're going to try to hide that ship under the trees. They'll have to taxi it again, and then we'll hear it. Yeah, we will. We'll try to get... Chuck, listen. Listen to that. Say, that's funny. It sounds like that blue wing plane is taking off. Listen, Chuck. Listen, listen. What's that? Planes and beacons. But, but it sounds like the ship crashed. Oh, it must have been a terrible crash. You don't suppose that Gardo's been killed? Oh, gosh, I don't know what to think. Maybe something's happened that Shark didn't expect. Maybe this would be our chance to get out. Maybe it is. Listen, Frank, I'm going to try something. Okay, Chuck, what is it? I'm going to get back on the other side of the compartment and drive at that door with all my strength. I'll hit it with my shoulder and try to crash it open. I think Shark's outside and we'll only have his daughter Fury and that servant Fang to worry about. And we ought to be able to handle them. Okay, I'll be right behind you. All right. I'm ready now. Stand over to the side while I hit this with... Hey, look out, Chuck. Look, I hear voices out there. Oh, it must be Shark coming back. And that Gardo must be with him. Because there's more than one. Oh, we're too late. We lost our chance. Oh, yeah, Chuck, we can't try it now. They've got guns and we haven't. You'd be shot as soon as you got through that door. Yeah, you're right, Frank. Say, what's happening now? Hey, there we go. We're taking off again. We'll have to wait for another chance, Frank. We've got to find some way of letting Captain Midnight know where we are. If we can do that, he can capture Ivan Shark and rescue us at the same time. In the meantime, let's return to Captain Midnight. It is now the following morning, the morning of the extensive aerial search for Chuck Ramsey and Frank Crane. Captain Midnight is at the controls of a four-passenger cabin ship, and in the seat beside him sits Fred Hilton. Behind them, watching on each side, are Steve and Patsy Donovan. Listen as Hilton says. There. Now we're off the field. We'd better head straight for Ridgeville. Right. I'll turn and get on the course. Just think of it. Chuck was on that field yesterday morning. Oh, this is going to be a cinch. We're bound to see Chuck's plane somewhere on the ground between here and Ridgeville. And if we don't, some of the other planes will. I can see two of them right now. I hope you're right, Patsy. But I have a feeling there's something more to this than just a forced landing. I believe Chuck could have gotten to a phone by this time. If a phone call or telegram does come in from Chuck, the field will notify us by radio at once. Yes. So Chuck must be down somewhere along this course. And some of this is pretty desolate country. If he did get down here somewhere, he might not be able to get to a phone for a couple of days. Look, Captain Midnight. Huh? Look over there to the left. That looks like a place a plane could land. What? Oh, yes. Yes, Patsy, it does. I'll turn over that way. Well, that's what we've got to do anyway. Keep looking for possible landing fields. You know Chuck. He's going 
going to fly high enough so that if his motor quits, he'll have time enough to find a place to set the ship down. Hey, that looks like a pretty good little field. Yes, it's only a two-way field, but it's well protected on either side for those ridges. Uh, you would hardly notice it unless you happen to pop right over it, as we have. There. Now we can see better. Why, there's been an airplane down there, and recently, too. I can see the wheel tracks. You're right, Miss Donovan. And look, Captain Midnight. Huh? Over there under those trees on the side of the field, I can see some kind of a cabin. Oh, yes, Fred, I see it. All right, now, everybody buckle your belts. We're going down to do some investigating. Right. Some plane must have been here very recently. Look how clear those wheel tracks are. Uh-huh. They sure stand out. And look how wide those tracks are. Must have been a big ship. That ground must be a little bit soft. Have you had any rain around here lately, Fred? Yes, we have, about two days ago. Good. That may be a big help to us. Gosh, Captain Midnight, don't you think those tracks were caused by a really big ship, like an airliner? Yes, Pensy, I think so. Heavier than a single-engine job, I'll bet. You're right, Donovan. Possibly a bimotor job. Now, what would a big ship like that be landing in this place for? Gee, Mr. Hilton, you said something about smuggling across the border. Maybe the plane that made those tracks is used for smuggling. No, no, Miss Donovan, it doesn't fit in. The smugglers use small, fast planes for their work. All right, get ready now. We're about to land. And I've discovered something else, too. Another ship has been on this field recently. A smaller one. One which made narrower tracks and was lighter, too. Because the wheels didn't sink down so far on the ground. Why, sure, I see them. On the other side of those larger tracks. All right, now watch yourselves. This service may be a little bit rougher than we think. Are you going to taxi over near that shack? Yes, I am. But I want to keep clear of those other tracks on the ground. We may want to look them over. All right, now. Now turn to the right. We'll have to cross those other tracks. Hey, this looks like a mighty sweet little hideout, if you ask me. I'm sort of put out for not finding this place before. Oh, don't feel bad about that, Fred. You never can see this place unless you happen to pop right over it. All right, now. I guess this is far enough. We leave the ship here. Shall we leave the engine idling? No, I don't think so. We want to save as much gas as we can. Anyway, that long glide cooled the engine enough. Uh, here, I'll cut the switches. Oh, what's the first move, Captain? Hadn't we better go over and see what's in that cabin? We're going to do that all right, Patsy. But I'm afraid I can't allow you to go with us there. Oh, gosh, why not? This may be one of those refueling bases for smugglers Hilton has been trying to locate. We don't know what we may run into. Yes, by all means, Miss Donovan, you stay here. We may run into a desperate gang in that shack. Look, Steve, you and Patsy go back out on the field and see what you can make out of those wheel tracks. Fred and I will tackle that shack. Well, I'd rather go with you, Captain Midnight. No, you stay with Patsy. Oh, wait. Do you have a gun? You better have. All right, everybody. Come on, let's get out. If you need any help, I can put Patsy back in the cabin and come on over. All right, Steve. Now, listen, keep watching us. If we need you, I'll give you a signal. Right. All right, come on. Gee, Steve, aren't they taking an awful chance going up to the cabin like that? Oh, they're taking a chance, all right. Ah, but Captain Midnight has had plenty of experience in situations like this. Somebody could hide in that cabin, and when Captain Midnight and Mr. Hilton get close enough... They could start shooting and they couldn't miss. Oh, come on now, Patsy. Don't worry about that. Let's get on out here and look those tracks over. There are the big tracks right ahead of us. See? Yes. Yes, there isn't any question about it. They were made by a powerful plane. There. You can see so clearly. The ground was pretty soft in this place, and you can even see the tread made by the tires. Yes. We must remember this spot because Captain Midnight might want to make an impression of that tread. Gee, can you do that? Well, of course they can. All you got to do is pour wet plaster down that tread and wait for it to dry. Then, when it does, you've got a perfect copy of the tire tread. Well, let's see what's happening to Captain Midnight and Mr. Hilton. Gosh, Steve, look. Huh, what? They're right at the shack, and they're motioning for us to come over. Well, what have Captain Midnight and Fred Hilton found out at the lonely cabin? And will Captain Midnight be able to determine what has happened to Chuck Ramsey, and the young student pilot, Frank Crane? Tune in to Captain Midnight.
what happens when you have your family car grease? Do you really treat lubrication job that takes in every hidden point of your car? Are the greases and lubricants used the grade your car manufact the grade your car manufact the grade your car manufacturer specified? And are they top quality, the kind that will stand up under punishment and lubricate perfectly mile after mile? Well, that's something every wide-awake fellow and girl should know about the family car. And here's something else to know and to tell Dad about. You can be sure of getting guaranteed lubrication where you see the Skelly Grease Master sign. Skelly Grease Master Service is a factory-approved lubricating service, approved by the factory that made your car. It's a complete service, including every lubricating point on your car. And it's a guaranteed service guaranteeing the right lubricant in the right amount at each lubricating point or your money back. And the lubricants themselves are Skelly's premium quality Tagoline oils and greases, the finest we believe that money can buy. So if you want guaranteed lubrication, a service you can depend on, ask for Skelly Grease Master Service. To protect your car and your pocketbook, tell Dad to try a Skelly Grease Master job at his Skelly service station tomorrow. And don't forget to tune in again Friday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. At last, Captain Midnight is discovering clues to Chuck Ramsey's mysterious disappearance. What exciting developments has he just found? Be sure to listen Friday. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly man, saying goodbye and... Happy landing! Thank you.